will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You. Fresh and jubilant as the squawking on the breeze. You know the one. The good one. Not the one that comes from behind the locker. There's nothing behind the locker. Why would you even... Now, with me this evening, Ms. Lucy Boys, Chief Imagineer at the Glue Factory. <laughs> Mr. Dave Convery, Director of the Harlow Fortiana Investigation Unit. Good evening. And myself, Roger Hart, the second most pedantic man in Torquay, as measured by gas chromatography. Hello. As ever, our business is questioned. Sweet succulent questions, and you can submit them to us via the medium of electronic mail. To do so, tippity-tap your sweet little questions to wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com onwards and advicewards, for we have a question. Hello, Team Fixer, our question arose. I got me a bad case of the external validation. I've always needed a hefty dose of positive reinforcement, but it's become both less acceptable and less readily available as I got older. You don't get graded on adulthood. Being satisfied by internal self-worth is demonstrably not an option. How can I trick people into praising me so that I can get my hit without being an insufferable sucker? Thanks for the fixin', SD. Conundratudinous. The problem, as I see it, is that if you're not getting the validation that you need in day-to-day -day life, you're going to have to demand it, probably not satisfying, or you're going to have to trick people into giving it to you. The old passive-aggressive, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to be praised for. Oh, I'm so terrible at this thing, it doesn't work. Uh, people are going to see through that quickly, so I'm going to suggest you're going to have to trick passers-by in the street. That way, you're not going to burn out your friends by, having, by, by asking them constantly for validation and reassurance. So you get to keep your active social life and uh, hopefully just annoy random strangers in the street once in their entire lifetimes and not put them off you altogether. The quickest and easiest way to do this, without running up to people and yelling, please tell me I'm pretty, please tell me I'm good at this, so on and so forth. Love me. Is to do something you're good at in public. Ideally, this would be something like playing a musical instrument. It's much harder to demonstrate, for example, accounting or a good understanding of maintaining pressure in a home radiator system. So find this thing. Do it in public. You might even get money for it if you put a little hat down. And, and money is like praise or reassurance. Or failing this, because let's be honest, it's not a very good idea. What you're after is that, that sweet, sweet dopamine hit that you get whenever uh, someone praises you. So praise triggers a dopamine hit, so does chili. Every time you do something you think you deserve praise for, drink a shot of hot sauce. I myself have been doing this for 45 long years. How's well, your anus? You would not imagine the ravages of my tract. But I, th I think this could, this could be part of the project as well. Not, not his tract. His tract is part of no project 
outside of the National Trust. No, what you could you could, for example, build a little hot sauce bandolier so that you've got enough on you at any time to provide you with the dopamine that you need. And then when you've made that bandolier, that's a good job. Have some hot sauce. I fucking love hot sauce. What about street drugs, if we're talking dopamine hits? Um, I am not as familiar with uh, the street drugs, the meow meow, mm. um, or whatever it is the kids are taking the these days. The juice. The, the cat or whatever whatever they're, they're chewing and snorting and putting inside themselves, mm. as I am hot sauce. So I can't really speak to that. What I like about this is that it's basically over-the-counter pharmaceutical clicker training. People are, uh, are breeding hotter and hotter chilies as well. There's the sort of ridiculous bullshit macho um, chili eating. So if you find that the hot sauce is not having a strong enough effect for you, you can always go a step up the scale, the Scoville scale in this case. Hopefully, chili breeding ingenuity will outstrip your need for dopamine and, of course, large amounts of, of yoghurt, some applied to each end. The old dairy parenthesis. I think it's worth noting, for the sake of our listeners, that you will build a tolerance. You do need to kind of keep increasing it if that's your plan. Yes. Yes, this is true. But either the market will provide mm. or you will die of hot sauce. Both sound like a good option. Yeah. It also doesn't have to be expensive. It's I'm growing chilies at home at the moment. Fairly mild ones as it happens, but they're um pretty hardy, pretty responsive, and they crop like fuckers. You also get instant validation if you grow extra chilies and give them to people mm. who like chilies. It's actually very satisfying to grow just a little thing in a pot. It's mm. there's, there's a little validation bump there. I made a thing live, but I don't have to really care for it very much. So yay. And if you want to take that to an extreme, there's a uh, game you can get on Steam called Viridi, where you grow your own cactus pot, but it can't really ever die. It just gets super thirsty, so you don't feel too guilty when you forget about it for six months and come back. That's pretty good. It's even less emotional commitment than an actual plant, which is sometimes what you need. Mm -hmm. And of fixing. Of fixing. What else might we need? Our questioner says that being satisfied by internal self-worth is demonstrably not an option, but I... I challenge that, and that's where my fixing is coming from this week. Now, I want to start off by saying that you are an addict, and this advice is going to sound quite a lot like the advice we give to an addict of any other substance. The only difference is that many addictions will kill you soon, and this one's just going to kill your soul in the long term. I think essentially it's a sort of instant versus long-term gratification problem. Doing the slow things that you need to do to build your own sense of internal validation and self-worth doesn't feel that great in the short term. You know, getting validation from other people is the equivalent of getting a sugar or a caffeine hit rather than actually managing your energy well by doing those things like eating right and sleeping right and stuff. You feel good when it hits and you feel jittery when it wears off and when you know that you're lacking it. My hypothesis is that if you sacrifice that short-term hit and slowly lay down self-worth for the future like laminate flooring, you'd be trading off your kind of instant good feels for future much more sustainable good feels and also the absence of that jittery, empty feeling that you might not be all right. You can't feel that long-term satisfaction right now. you just got to kind of get with the program and ride it. I think you're in a good place to begin this in that you already know on an intellectual level that you don't get graded on adulthood. And the job now is making yourself know that on an emotional level as well. So my first bit of advice would be to elevate it to your consciousness. Every time you notice the tug inside you that wants to be told that it's great to be rewarded from outside, you've got to 
not just kind of push it away as an uncomfortable feeling, but actively think, like think with the words in your brain if you can, or even say it out loud. I mean, so this is a model I've been trying to use. I have made or nearly made the same driving mistake two or three times in the last year, and on at least one of those occasions I could have died. It's a really bad impulse on my part that makes me keep doing that, but it's also just in my default behaviour, and what I've had to train myself to do is whenever I notice one of those is about to happen, I say either out loud or in my head quite strongly, this is one of those, you can't do the thing that you normally do, you have to do the other thing. That's been working quite well. I haven't died yet. Whenever you feel that feeling that craves the positive reinforcement, I would say, number one, acknowledge. Say to yourself, I'm feeling this feeling. I know this feeling. This feeling is familiar to me. And then begin a dialogue with yourself about it. I know this feeling, and I know this feeling that gets, gets its fix when I do specific short-term gratification activities. And I also get negative effects in the absence of it. But long term, this is not sustainable, so I'm actively choosing not to seek out that fix right now. And I would say what you've then got to plough that kind of nervous energy into is self-soothing and redirecting. What stuff makes you feel like you are calm and centred and you've got this other than other people's validation? And if that fails, what high value indulgences or entertainments do you have that you can use to distract yourself from mm. jittery feelings? So one of, I think one of the problems with addiction is that you want to start using when you're feeling shitty, when you're feeling good, it's relatively easy to stay sober. And you're thinking now in terms of your own sobriety from external validation. Could you short circuit it with a small burst of intense activity, like like a little bit of cardio on the spot or quite hard weights, just something yeah. pumping and physical that's getting you out of your Visceral headspace. Visceral wanking. Visceral wanking. That is a really good suggestion. Not in public necessarily not necessarily you won't get external validation for that you might get external arrests and crimes against your name but yeah you want to you want to replace that emptiness you want to replace the thing that you normally go to to fill it with something that is going to be less harmful to you long term so probably like binge drinking not a good replacement but binge watching tv that you really like eating a sort of high value food treat doing kind of extreme relaxation type stuff that long bath that you never give yourself time for the massage you wouldn't normally pay for Hmm. reward yourself for making it through the down patch that makes you want to keep using. There's a lot of value in well-considered treats. Yes, definitely. And they don't have to be lavish. It can be just a thing that you wouldn't ordinarily do or... You have to figure out what's right for you as well because so many of so much of the advice on the internet about this is extremely generic. It's like, oh, enjoy some essential oils. I personally fucking hate yeah, essential oils. It's, it's, I don't want to do colouring in the bath, but I do have stuff that does work for me on this, yeah. and you've got to think about what that is for you, and it's probably not going to be what the hippie website told you it was. There are foods I don't eat very often, or, yeah, kind of... Yeah. I think special agent Dale Cooper put it best when he said once or twice a day, give yourself a present. Yes. And he didn't just mean wanking. No. He mostly meant coffee. But it can be wanking. But it can be a nice chair, a sit down in a nice chair, yes. or a cat nap. Sometimes I buy far too expensive shoes. Steal a dog. Okay, again, that might just be a problem or a fetish. Mm. Stealing a dog, again, is a crime. Um, problematic. I mean, if you get caught, that's It's bad. a victimless crime. It's, mm, people but it's our moral dogs. duty to... F and that's to fucked up. And do you know what else is fucked up? That they can make a dog be a cop. All right, better. So I think if you, if you don't get on quite as well with actually building self-worth and long-term self-validation, and that's absolutely fine because it's not a fucking easy thing to do, 
you might want to try negative conditioning instead. And it's very, very easy to find behaviour that you know is bad that you do yourself extraordinarily irritating when another person is doing it because you know exactly what's motivating it and they won't shut up and it's it's awkward, it's uncomfortable. So I think if you if you need sort of guardrails around your commitment to sobriety from external validation, watch when other people are doing it and just let that sort of gross feeling of disgust seep into your bones. Like those fuckers who in meetings read out their entire to-do list like they deserve a fucking biscuit. Yes. And I do it. And it's horrible, and I do it. Because when the meeting is what's everyone working on, everyone wants to feel like they're important mm. and their salary is justified, so everybody pulls out the fucking laundry list that mm. actually makes it sound like we're doing a bunch of fucking unimportant nonsense. Some days we're that fucker, but no one likes that fucker, but no, we're all that fucker. you're cringing in the meeting and you're doing it yourself anyway. But I think, do, you know, bad behaviour in others that you know you do yourself can be a really good reinforcing kind of ew rail around the side of what you're trying to do. I would say also, if you have any children, or if you ever come into contact with any children ever in your life, please, just for the love of God, tell them that they're really good because they tried hard, not because of any of their innate talents. Yes. That sort of ruins children. It's bad, don't do it. Mm. You're setting them up for a lifetime of hating themselves. Mm. The last piece of advice I'll try and give is, if all else fails, just learning slightly more how to just powerfully not give a shit about what other people think about you is probably very helpful. And I know that's easier said than done. And something that struck me while I was thinking about this earlier is the fact that it's feeling, your feeling about how other people feel about you is not just one single axis. It's not just one single line. It's going to be a bunch of stuff. So there's probably some stuff that, you know, examples from myself, stuff I'm good at. I know that if people don't like my kind of swearing and my idiom, we're probably not going to be friends and I can deal with them not liking me for that. That's fine. But, you know, stuff in the same camp, roughly, can also be immeasurably harder. So anything to do with kind of personal image and being looked at and, you know, maybe some nebulous bits about kind of adulting correctly, for me, are quite big hang-ups, even though they're all sort of broadly part of the category of what do other people think about me. Focus on those ones that you know you are good at. Focus on the bits of yourself where you think, actually, I just don't tolerate any shit on this. And then think about how you can get closer to that in the areas where you are still soft and tender when it comes to the words and deeds of outside people. Well, so I think the, the, the big takeaway from this is you were probably right to try and shirk this in the question because this stuff is very, very hard. But I think if you can make even small amounts of progress on any of the things that we've talked about, you're probably going to get quite a lot of value out of even little bits of trying. So try. A heady blend of hot sauce, self-management, and not giving a fuck. I, um... I also have some suggestions. I'm not, I'm not sure they're quite as strong as these, but um, I'll have a go. I, I would like to start with one of the greatest, most often asked, and most fundamental questions of philosophical experience. Who's a good boy? Or girl? This is, this is the praise that you get, routinely, just by being a dog. And why not? They are, after all, good dogs, Brent. How can we help you tap into that? That just desire when you see one of them little heckin' doggos to ruffle them up and scritch them and be kind of like, Who's a good boy? It's preferably a little less sure than that. They probably won't like it. Um, they can hear it, though. They totally Better can. than we can. And we, we covered puppy play in a previous podcast, and I don't want to go there again because there's some blurring of the lines around consent and public kink. And we want to kind of maximise you getting the praise and attention without making too many people feel uncomfortable. You don't want to kind of 
non-consensually pull people into a weird experience. So I kind of had a bit of a think about why do we fuss over dogs and other cute pets, particularly dogs, like, recently they seem to be taking over the internet. Dogs are the new internet cats, they're kind of hugely popular. Why do we fuss over them and other cute pets? And it stems a bit from this blend of learned experience and evolved experience, responses to cuteness, basically the kind of pedomorphism shtick of it pushes some buttons around adorable features of our own theoretically adorable young. Um, broadly, if it looks a bit like our own horrific squealing youth globules, then a bunch of chemicals and instincts kick in and we kind of go, oh, uh, cute is a shortcut to dopamine, and, well, dopamine be your own dope, dopey joke. It's kind of, it'll get you there. Mm. Plus with dogs, you can kind of put them to work and no one gives two shits, so you do that with children, you get all it's sorts of trouble. Rules and you have to sing a little song about sweeping chimneys or something. You can't, you just cannot strap six children to the front of a sled. I have tried. For one, it's messy. For two, the council will shut that shit down pretty fast. You get covered in Mr. Whippy residue. And the Huskies are actually, and having met Huskies, this is a genuine surprise, better at going in one direction as well. So we're going to blend some baby behaviours and some cute animal behaviours with a kind of dog bias and kind of get everyone to fuss over you. What we're looking for is for every passerby in the street to go, oh, who's a good whatever your gender happens to be, or who's a good entity? Mm. Um, sadly, however, some of the most prominent behaviours aren't all good, and they're not necessarily all work-appropriate, so I kind of picked out a few. Now, first up, key unifying experience of both the live young of mammals everywhere, humans and dog, is um, shitting everywhere, often uncontrollably. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's bad. Workplaces often frown on it. But occasionally you might need to do it just to kind of sell that you really are that adorable, cute, baby animal, baby animal thing. So at some point you probably are going to have to just proper curl one off somewhere, maybe on the floor of your workplace, such that your slightly peculiar and behaviorally dysfunctional CEO has to send an awkward email around about it with a little drawn diagram illustrating how correctly to poop. Don't look at the carpet. I drew something awful on it. Did you just split an infinitive about poop? Shitting on the floor, some good, some bad. Just choose your moment. Big, wide, inquisitive eyes. Again, dogs, babies. Good. This is unequivocally good, but it might make you look hella weird. It may not come to you naturally. Your face may not be that shape, but you can always kind of open up wide, be kind of staring, look inquisitive at people. This should get you some awe factor. You could also do that thing where you actually just paint fake anime eyes on your own eyelids and walk around with your eyes closed the whole time. Yeah, some health and safety implications, but a good call. You not many much more than wider. shitting on the floor. No, no, not many. If we're doing the full risk assessment, yeah. which you, we need to. You are focusing on work, and I, I skip work because it's a place where you do tasks in exchange for money and praise. You're getting your validation if you're doing your job right. Well, if you're just doing this on the street, shit. it's probably fine, you know? No, I think, again, shitting on the street is, is problematic. Oh, dear. Lolling around, bearing your belly as if for cuddles and scritching. This is a classic. Again, some contextual appropriacy problems, but this works well for babies, it works well for animals, everyone kind of wants to give you a fuss. You kind of need to get your paws up there and kind of bare the belly a little bit, maybe do an adorable wiggle. If you're doing this on the street, again, 
you could get kind of messy. People might think you're having some kind of stroke or incident. So you'll have to really sell it with mixing in some of the other behaviours. You do get to claw people, though, if they actually go for you. Yeah, yeah, you can you can choose that, and that will that will double down on the verisimilitude. Perhaps most appropriate and most most work appropriate, but also useful in day to day life is fetching things, then looking hopeful, getting things for people, fetching things, bringing them, on, and then they're going. That kind of thing, a little bit of a whimper. That's that's always going to be a crowd pleaser. Likewise, making gurgly noises. I mean, it could be annoying, but this is a sure winner for humans with children. I mean, this is basically all babies do that meaningfully differentiates them from a fecally encrusted beetroot. So you really want those gurgly noises. You'll get a lot of, aww. And all of these things will stack up to get you to, oh, who's a good boy? Or girl or entity or strange cuboid spinning in the dark. May not all work, may not all work. So if in doubt, I just want to finish with some advice from the experts. If in doubt, follow the RSPCA's Guide to Happy Dog Behavior. A happy dog, says the RSPCA. Happy dog is inviting play with bottom raised, smooth hair, high wagging tail, eyes of normal shape, ears in natural position, and maybe barking excitedly. It goes on. Dog's weight is distributed across all four paws. Smooth hair, tail wagging, face interested and alert, Relaxed and mouth open. Dog has a relaxed body posture. Mouth open and relaxed. Ears in natural position. This may require some search, but overall I think to show playful canine behaviour and receive that validation, I think it's pretty worth it. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I just started thinking about dogs. The magic happened. Have we fixed it, we three? I may have to use the lookup table. It takes a while. We'll tell you later. Ta-ta.